Hello, welcome to Crypto with Cash podcast episode number 24. My name is Duncan Morland and I am your host. I am broadcasting from the depths of hell. That's why my screen is red if you're watching our video. And I'm joined by Kashaya Abassi. Hello, Cash. How are you doing today? I'm all good, thank you. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing all right, except for annoying technology that won't let us record this on our phones, which would be easier. <laughs> oh, well. Um, I'm doing is. okay. Uh, how have you been? How's your week been? Have you... Yeah, pretty good. Yeah? Even with been, uh, the world falling to... apart here? Yeah, sorry. I was just going to say, I was, uh, I've actually been looking to uh, join a new gym. I'm, I'm right. thinking to get more active, trying to find one with... Uh, like a nice pool, maybe uh, somewhere I can go to sauna more often. I've seen loads of videos about, you know, the benefits, the health benefits of going to a sauna. I, saw, I literally saw a headline about that about two minutes ago. It's, it's like going viral. I don't know. <laughs> it's probably TikTok, you know, just the algorithm just gets yeah. everywhere. Um, but yeah, now I've been looking, trying to find one uh, nice and close to me. Uh, there's quite a few to choose from. There's, you know, David Lloyd's the classic. There's Virgin... Um, and a few other like independent sort of what do you what do you require from your gym do you need a pool do you need uh yeah a, a mirror would be good a mirror would be good uh, <laughs> some, some, some gym equipment would would always be helpful uh but yeah something that's like you know covers all the all the basics i think would be good enough yeah i guess looking for a gym is cheaper than looking for a mortgage right now yeah absolutely 100 yeah. <laughs> percent. but still david lloyd is still expensive from what you said in the chat earlier yeah, it is. I mean, it's it's a matter of weighing it up and seeing how many times can you actually make time to go, you know? Mm. How many times a week are you actually going to be able to go? Every day, like 5 a.m. every day. That's the, the only I mean, way. That, that's the goal. We'll see what, if it gets there. Yeah, we can do that in the metaverse because you can just stay in bed, put your VR headset just on. Just pretend you're working out. I mean, yeah, yeah, do yeah, some nice biceps thing. curls with the pillow. You'll be fine. <laughs> Why not? Um, we have some topics to talk about. Mm-hmm which I cannot remember off the top of my head. So we're going to talk about the Ethereum merge being complete. We're going to talk about Sam Bankman-Freud, who is the Sol- Solana founder. Is that right? No, he's uh, the founder of FTX, and he's well connected to the Solana team as well. Yeah, what was I thinking that? Um, a discussion between Elon Musk and Twitter from Jack and implications for a decentralized Twitter. And then we're going to talk about some of the uh, crazy stuff that's been happening in the UK over the last few weeks and how that might impact the crypto markets. Um, yep. So we're putting on our crystal ball hats for that. Um, so the Ethereum merge cash, was it successful? Yep, it was completely successful. It went through without a hitch, which is uh, good to hear, of course. Um, it actually happened um, on September 15th. And since then, you know, the markets have been adjusting to the news. Uh, right now, actually, I'm looking at the gas fees. It's it costs around ten cents to make a transaction on Ethereum. Oh wow! Is, I didn't realize that. That's yes, yeah, it's, it's very very on, low on right the now. on the base layer. Yeah, well. on the on, on the, the Ethereum actual actually. main um, mainnet. Yep. So it costs around ten what? to twenty cents to make a transaction, which is fantastic. That means that um, all. Hold on a minute. <laughs> like that's massive because um, that was stuck like just from like sort of. Uh, generating yield on coins and stuff as well yeah. moving money you had to take into account so say i i turned some british pounds into i don't know um a usd stable coin and then move that into income generating protocol on ethereum i'm sure yeah. I've, I've lost myself as well as half the audience but i would have to take into account the 
the transaction costs. So even Absolutely. if I was going to make like 10% yield yeah. uh, on these coins, it might not be worth it because I might have had to pay um, the equivalent of that just to move the money into those income protocols. But that that is not the case anymore, I guess. It's, it's significantly lower now. Um, of course, you know, when, when uh, the blockchain is still congested, it still does go a bit higher, maybe uh, to a dollar or two. But yeah. it's nowhere near as high as it was, you know, months ago when you were having to pay sometimes two hundred, three hundred dollars just no, to yeah, make a transaction or make a, a, a an exchange, um, so, use a decentralized exchange. So does that that this doesn't uh, make the layer two solutions that people are building pointless because they're still cheaper and faster? They're building. still cheaper and they, they are faster. Yes, and ultimately that all feeds back back onto the main, uh, you know, the main net. Okay, so, so that's uh, essentially yeah. by holding Ethereum, you're still benefiting from all these other uh, layer two solutions. Okay, that's really cool. That's um, I'm going to go and check out all the yep um, the the income yields after this. <laughs> yeah, why not? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, need to non uh, offset. Yeah, if my you have any transaction, more. if you need to move, you know, funds from any wallets or make yeah. couple transactions, I think now is a better time than, of course, a couple months ago. Yeah, definitely um yeah it'd be interesting to see what the highest uh transaction fees are you know gas fees at the moment yeah for unisop i'm looking at the website now it costs just a dollar to make a transaction on uh you know decentralized exchanges before even when it was less con uh, congested mm. you're paying upwards of 30 40 dollars just to make one transaction but now so that, that, yeah the important thing there was it priced out people with smaller amounts of crypto. absolutely yeah because you would like if, it doesn't matter if you're trading with a hundred thousand dollars worth because it's just still a fraction of that but if you're trading with a thousand dollars worth and you've got to spend a tenth of that to you know move your money about it's yeah it's just not it definitely worth eats it. into your profits yeah okay that's really interesting so so it's worked i guess for all intents and well it wasn't yeah, just it, that it was it was transitioning the the um to proof of stake as well so that and that seems to be going well yeah i mean uh right now you know it costs barely anything to run the uh the entire blockchain whereas before uh it was using significant amounts of energy you know these miners were working constantly around the world but now you know all you, all you need to do to validate transactions is just hold ethereum in a wallet which is essentially just like clicking a button on your computer you know mm. uh, so technically it is 99.95 percent more energy uh efficient and it uses a lot less energy and you, the markets didn't rally after i kind of didn't think they would because it's just i mean they rallied in, in in anticipation of it but then you know as it happened it, it this is what always happens in markets you know it, it tends to be a buy the rumor sell the news type event where mm -hmm. because of speculation people start to imagine crazy things and realities very rarely meets up to people's expectations which is why a lot of times when the news actually does come out you know the market starts selling off but, you know, we've had sell-offs across the board and not just in crypto, you know, in the traditional markets as well. Yeah. And um, essentially, crypto has been um, affected by these sell-offs in the wider markets as well. I wonder if the markets are pricing in a, a Labour government right now for two years ahead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there were discussions about that, definitely. But we can talk about that in a minute. First of all, yeah. Sam, our friend Sam Bankman, Fro how do you say it? Sam Bankman? Um, I've always pronounced it as Sam Bankman Freed freed okay yeah. and we talked about him quite a lot because you originally described him as kind of like the jeff bezos of the crypto world where he's very he made a lot of money trading didn't he um, yeah arbitrage trading between 
countries, I guess. When he, and he runs. Yeah, I think it was FTX in South Korea, thing. was it, uh, or Japan, where, where he was buying Ethereum, or where he was buying Bitcoin uh, from US or the UK or European markets and sending it over to um, the Asian markets and selling it for you know a, a markup on top. Mm. And he was doing this constantly, making millions every single day, just because uh, you know people in America did not have a bank account in uh, Korea. I think it was. Uh, South Korea to to actually cash out. So by being able to open these accounts, he was able to cash out. Um, you know, the way that most people weren't able to, and he was making millions in the process. Yeah, smart guy. And and uh, I remember some picture where he's just sat in front of his computer on a yeah, beanbag. Yeah, he sleeps on he a beanbag. Got... <laughs> you know, he's worth billions, and he sleeps on a beanbag. <laughs> That's what I do. I sleep on a beanbag. The only difference is I'm not worth millions. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah sorry what are we talking about because he considered buying um, twitter how do we know this and, and yeah so you know there's been discussions about elon musk considering buying twitter but yeah. uh, we don't know what's happening with that deal just yet he might be forced to go through with it even though he's changed he's, he's seemingly changed his mind because you know he's received more information about the 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 spam accounts on on twitter i think he was saying something like 90 percent of accounts on twitter are like bots I, I, I doubt it's that high, but he was, you know, using this language to perhaps just get his message across. Because, you know, if you go down his Twitter page, when you go down um, and find each of his tweets, every single, nearly every single reply is by a spam account promoting mm. a, a scam or uh, a crypto sort of scam again, um, trying to make, you know, readers click out of the Twitter website onto a scammy, you know, phishing website. Um, and he's noticed that and he's basically saying, I need more information on how many of the Twitter's users are actually just bots. Yeah. So I guess if the company is like value is partly based on like user base and like engagement and stuff like that. Yeah. You need to know how much of that, how much is, of that is real, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's going to affect the valuation. But yeah, so he so he so there so we might as well lump in the other um, headline, which was about jack jack from twitter <laughs> the former yeah the so former essentially with the uh sam and fried side of things what he was mm. trying to do is he was trying to get in on the deal to purchase right. twitter with elon musk i think he put and there were discussions about him you know sam bankman fried putting up up to five to ten billion dollars of his own money for the process so he's you know we're talking significant amounts of money it's been bag money yeah 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 exactly <laughs> um the money he's been able to save by sleeping on a beanbag, sleeping on a beanbag yeah um that's the, there, there we go got a life life uh life hack tip there and, and by not living in london you know yeah <laughs> just sleep um, on a beanbag and you'll survive the cost the impending cost of living and you can price. you can potentially buy twitter for 10 billion dollars but <laughs> yeah ultimately i think i don't think it went through you know he, he wasn't successful in being part of the acquisition deal um, which is interesting because, you know, Sam Bankman-Fried with his connections to crypto, mm. uh, Elon Musk was actually seemingly interested in a decentralized version of Twitter. He was speaking to Jack Dorsey, um, who is the CEO of Twitter or was until recently. He's the founder. Um, and they were discussing, you know, creating this de decentralized version of Twitter that doesn't have to necessarily obey the certain rules and restrictions that certain government agencies are imposing on these platforms mm. you know they, they they say they say that freedom of speech is decided by a bunch of companies in silicon valley which is ultimately seeming seemingly is true because if if a platform like twitter can kick off donald trump 
president of the United States at the time, then they're essentially the arbiters of truth. They they get to decide who is allowed to say what and what they say, whether or not it is true or not. Yeah, I guess if that's where I guess if social media is where most of the public discourse about politics and stuff like that is happening, then that yeah, then there is an argument for that definitely. I yeah, but I wonder how much of it because when you because I don't really use Twitter. I was going to ask you about this in a minute because I was considering using it and I wanted your opinion. Yeah, but so I know I can understand if you're using Twitter, it seems like everything is going on there. You know, a lot of journalists are on there, like a lot of public figures and stuff. But if you don't use Twitter, you can kind of just ignore a lot of it. And I mean, I see headlines from it, but it's not like, like I never, you know, what I mean, I'm, I do the use social is, media, but not. It's I not think about this a lot. I guess I think about this a lot. I feel like um, social media is a bubble, and yeah, ultimately it becomes an echo chamber because you tend to like and follow people who have similar thoughts to you. So yeah. that make that may in a way um, warp your perception of reality because everything you see on your timeline is people who think like you, and you don't realize that perhaps there's a wider world out there of people who have differing opinions that you don't follow. Yeah. So this happens a lot during elections because people tend to follow, you know, people whose opinions are very similar. They're on the same side of the political aisle. And they get surprised when the other side win, not realizing that the vast majority of people who vote are not on Twitter, you know? Yeah, it's very like... Which is interesting. Yeah, it's very hermetic, like very close. It can be very closed in, especially if maybe it's a bit less... You can be less like that on Twitter because you can actively try and follow. Like I follow like... I'm, I guess I'm left-leaning politically, very left-leaning, <laughs> big mm-hmm. hippie. But I follow like um, right-leaning subreddits on Reddit and stuff like that, so that I like can kind of, so I'm not just narrowed in on like one worldview kind of thing. I want to know what the people who have different views from me are like. I think in an ideal world, people. most people would do that, but I don't think that is the case, which is why we see a lot of these echo chambers mm. popping up. And, and um, I guess, yeah, sorry. And and I just think most people don't do that, uh, which is why we have these echo chambers in the first place. And the algorithms don't. The, the sort they don't of, help either. Yeah, they don't promote that. Like, if you're on Twitter, it's going to sh- promote other things that are similar to to what you already look at, I guess. Because yeah, I mean, what's dangerous about these echo chambers is that what tends to happen is that the worst of the worst from the other side gets amplified within your network because you're trying to essentially it becomes a us versus them sort of dynamic. Mm. So the the tweets from the other side that you tend to see tend to be the worst ones. The most so your perception ones, of the yeah. other side becomes the extremes of the other side, which is, again, it works mm. both ways. And it's not necessarily true, which is why I say it kind of warps your perception of reality in many ways. So this is so this is I might as well. I'm going to ask you advice because you use Twitter. Yeah? yeah, I use it anonymously. I have like a na- made up name and I don't really tweet. I just use it to, like you said, fo- um, follow accounts from both sides. Yeah. Just cool. I, I mean, I would highly recommend it. It's, it's worth having because I'm gonna... a lot of the news that gets covered on BBC, you know, all these uh, different uh, media outlets was happening on Twitter maybe hours ago. And it takes yeah, hours for it yeah. to be published on these websites. But especially with crypto, if you see like, for example, because you can follow the blockchain in, in real time, when a hacker's just, you know, exploited a protocol and you see them moving funds from one wallet to another, they're trying to send it to different uh, exchanges mm. and that. That's happening in real time, and it takes an hour or two for these 
publication firms to actually cover this. But Twitter is great for for following news in real time. Like even down to like things like, oh, there's been an earthquake in this remote region in the world. You hear about it straight away because there are um, Twitter accounts which are connected to like um, sensors across oh, the right, globe. Okay. And you get that message straight away. That's interesting. Yeah, and I guess people that are there as well can just, just some random person can tweet about what's happening where they are. Exactly. Um, and you see live footage of it happening, for example, which you don't really see on, on perhaps these uh, mainstream media outlets because perhaps because uh, of biases or different, um, they're not seeing the same videos that you're seeing or for various other reasons, you know. One of the reasons that I'm kind of interested in it is because I'm, I'm interested in like a niche, we're getting off crypto here just for a second. I'm, I'm interested in like a niche area of like, um, I guess, philosophy. And a lot of the people writing those books, they have like a couple of thousand followers on Twitter and they're quite accessible on Twitter. So like they're, it's almost like, uh, you know, there's a very sm small niche community yeah. around something um you know back in the day it might have been on a forum or something but now it's like or you'd have to be in person at a university but now it feels like oh you know i'm reading this guy's book and i could potentially like message him you know and, and or ask him a question about the book because it's he's not like elon musk so he hasn't got millions of he's not receiving millions of comments every day so for yeah. me that's kind of the draw like um i think the academic or like re and research community seem really big on on twitter yeah they're huge i mean the, the good thing about um, Twitter is that there's always these different communities that you can join. You know, there's crypto communities. There's, for example, sports cars. There's fishing communities. There's, it, it's similar, uh, I, uh, I assume, to Reddit, which I don't use as much, but I'm trying to get more into. There's these communities that you can join and then you just have like-minded people that you can talk to all the time. Mm. Speaking of communities you can join, Crypto with Cash is always welcoming new members. Um, just a quick plug there. <laughs> yeah absolutely um, but we've yeah we've still got we're getting uh as soon as i mention the community i always think of graham who just updates us on his uh on, on his trading and stuff in the in the community which is always it's, good to see of course yeah like the ch the chat is obviously slower in in a bear market like there's yeah. not as much sort of people there's are, not like, as much going on to be fair yeah know? yeah yeah and, and news is like negative generally a lot of news has been negative in like market news has been negative um but that means it's probably a good time to buy personally speaking i think yeah, i mean <laughs> no, as we as we have been doing for a while just dollar cost averaging because we don't know where the mar uh, market market's going to bottom out especially yeah. with all these macro um, elements playing a part here you know if the pound's sinking to as low as one dollar and three cents for for a brief moment before rallying back up, but yeah. <laughs> there's discussions about the pound falling below, you know, dollar parity, which is yeah, which is crazy. To before, but about. before we we'll get onto that, but I just want to ask you one more question about Twitter and the decentralized yeah. uh, kind of idea of it, because there mm -hmm. is something I read about in the threads about this, um, which is there is there's have you ever heard of like the the Fediverse? There's things that, oh God, it's called like the Fediverse. And I can't mm -hmm. remember the name of it, but basically, like it's it's social media, but it's kind of run um, across many people. It's not it's not blockchain, but it's decentralized. I think it's called the Fediverse. Okay, I have to look into that. But <laughs> and, tell, tell me more and there's about a bunch. It. There's a bunch of basically anybody can set up a server. So we could set up a server, 
and run an instance of this platform basically okay and it would sort of function like the other servers but we could say oh this one's specifically to talk about this stuff and we can make a bunch of rules about it okay and boot and kick people if we wanted to or be super like open with it and let anyone kind of come on and you know vote to make the yeah. rules or so so it's almost like lots of lots of versions of this same platform that little communities run some like i say some of them are general some of them for niche topics maybe like 3d yeah. printing or something it's it feels kind of like hard to get into it's more complicated i say like to me it feels way more complicated than downloading an app on your phone i might be wrong about this but it feels way more complicated than getting twitter do you know what i mean like because yeah and i think you're always going to get that if something's decentralized at the I moment think that's the thing one of the things that's holding, you know, a lot of crypto applications, even maybe even the games back from mainstream adoption and widespread adoption is the fact that they're not, they need to work on the user experience side of things yeah. because the average person is not going to want to set up a wallet, keep, you know, find research ways to keep it safe, log yeah. in, you know, buy a certain uh, crypto, uh, send it from an exchange to the wallet so that they can buy, you know, certain in-app purchases. It's just, a lot of hurdles mm. um, and if a company can come along and you know streamline it, yeah. simplify and streamline this whole process i think that's but i know, think you've got it but then it's for. like doing that without losing the benefits of because you, you've got companies that do that like coinbase you know or, yeah. or um the other big exchanges like they do that to an extent you download the app you sign up kind of thing yeah. but then you lose some of the benefits of of this of the idea of this technology which is supposed to be that you know it's there's not one central kind of power controlling it yeah. that can kind of lock you out and make you know make decisions about your your money there yeah essentially um, but yeah it's that's... a trade off as you mentioned and i think it's a it's a work in progress to see whether as time goes on if you have a platform like this it can become more decentralized but mm. yeah yeah, so just just as like I remember when I was looking at the Fediverse server stuff, there was about half a million users across the different yeah. servers that it can like, and that was like an. So there might be more than that because that was, it was like some automated program that like, so we could set up a server and not tell anyone about it. I think, do you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. then it would be kind of like a private instance of it or whatever. Um, I so, don't yeah. see how that's very different to say maybe creating a Telegram group or. Or like a discord channel where you mm. just invite and put it on private and invite people who are interested in a certain topic you know yeah i guess i don't know if it's sort of yeah maybe similar to that or it's, it, it, i think it all depends on where the data is stored mm. and whether the company you know running the platform has access to that data and also it's like i think it's running the server itself so like i assume telegram the telegram whoever's whichever company runs telegram is in charge of keeping the infrastructure going do you yeah. know what I mean? yeah whereas yeah, if yeah. we wanted to make an instance of like you say if somebody else's fediverse server collapsed it wouldn't affect ours because we were running ours on our i understand server. yeah you're yeah. you're running it in a way locally on your computer yeah so i mean it's interesting i i find it interesting i'd be interesting to know like which is what a lot of people actually have been doing with tornado cash for example because ultimately right. tornado cash is just a code even though it's been sanctioned by the US, people have, uh, you know, it's open source. Yeah. So you're still able to run an instance, a local instance of the the uh, platform, the protocol on your computer, if you so wish, you know. Oh, wow. So somebody could just, 
somebody who had a lot of money that they wanted to sort of hide the transactions of they could just yeah, run people their have own. been posting it on on github right posting yeah, the code so that you can download it and run to uh, run tornado cash and would say um government uh people that are trying to follow the transactions of like say laundered money yeah would they still understand that it was technically going that? technically i think i mean it's a risk you know ultimately it's a risk uh, if you are one of those people who can run sort of code and read code and uh, run that sort of uh, protocol on your own computer, I think you would ha definitely have to consider and you perhaps have considered the, the risks that come with doing that, you know, dealing with a, essentially a protocol that's been sanctioned by, by, by the US. You're talking about your friend here, Cash, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no names, no names. Not the, uh, not the hundred millions of dollars you, you're, you're secretly... Um, yeah betting against the pound on <laughs> i mean i mean I, i'm really uh there was just a new there was this article i was reading about quasi uh quarting yeah about how he had a meeting just before or I maybe read, just I after was, he made that announcement oh my god yeah Awful. i can't believe this, this stuff is it let's, happens let's and... talk let's talk about this so for anybody nobody's missed this <laughs> like over the last week or a week and a half uh the government managed to uh, collapse its own economy our economy and the and the british pound um i don't think anybody's happy about this you know i said i read like sort of uh the right wing you know communities as well as the left wing ones the the right wing communities are think this is as stupid <laughs> as the left wing it's ones. the one time the the, uh, the vast majority of the country have been you know yeah mm. united against a certain yeah but it's affecting idea. Yeah, it's affecting everyone. I've got mates that aren't necessarily very political usually because they don't feel like they have much, they can't have much sort of impact with it. Do you know what I mean? Like it's a kind of thing that happens elsewhere and it doesn't affect them. But now they're seeing how much it affects them. Like mortgage, you know, the mortgages are coming up to be renewed and like the, uh, the interest rates have like doubled and stuff like that. So it's something that's affecting everyone. I guess this is being covered everywhere. I guess we should probably talk about what are the implications for um crypto if any yeah so it says here for example he uh he actually was is attending a, a champagne party just hours after <laughs> delivering is, the mini budget is, i don't know how this is if that was in the morning it would be it's just insane like that's insane isn't it that's just that's got to be like insider trading in some yeah, way like, because wasn't he wasn't he uh part of a firm that was a, a hedge fund that yeah. was you know had a lot of money on shorting the pound and you know as soon as he comes into power the first thing he does is announce a mini budget that essentially plummets the pound i think yeah, he had I, a champagne I, party with with some hedge fund uh, hedge fund managers who were short on the pound which is just crazy surely that's enough for <laughs> i mean i don't know what the rules are but that just sounds i mean at, at the very least like that just feeds into the the narrative that you know why they why they've done this you know like it doesn't i mean liz trust says about i'm getting political aren't we but there is the idea that it's kind of an ideology and you know this is the way to fix the economy and that and that kind of thing but even the markets haven't reacted to sort of say they agree with this and then you've got all these stories that just make it look like you know moves for their mates basically as we were discussing in um in the you know crypto of cash telegram community they yeah. were at first they were saying you know there won't be inflation and then there was inflation and they were telling us it's going to be transitory 
And then when it was in, uh, a lot of inflation, they were like, oh, it's not going to go that high. And now that there is inflation, they're saying it's not that it's not that serious. And now, you know, they just make up new things every single time. Um, we're at record inflation rates across Europe and uh, America. What what can they possibly say? Um, but it ultimately comes down to uh, something I read, which really stuck with me. You know, um, Rishi Sunak, he's, I think, worth 700, 800 million pounds. Um, and he's married to... Uh, the daughter of a billionaire if i'm not mistaken right and he's he's working a job that pays him 170k a year the question is you know he he probably doesn't get out of bed for that much mm. you know that's pe pennies to him you know if you're worth that much the the question is why would you take that role and i think ultimately the answer is because it allows you to implement policies that benefit you in much much bigger mm. ways than what you're paid you know yeah i think some people you can point at and say they you know they, they're genuinely trying to do i don't know there's all kinds of things they're like the idea of power like you're going down in history as something you know the the chancellor of the exchequer is a a huge political role in the uk you know like you know and to sort of say that you were that person but yeah like i don't know it's just and I guess, I guess, like, yeah, they're trying to implement an ideology that that ultimately benefits, you know, the rich. Which is, I, I mean, again, I don't know if I, 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 it's too political to say this, but you know, a lot of um, I was seeing on Twitter discussion about this. How this uh, wealth manager, he was speaking to some really wealthy clients of his, and they were saying, I you know, this, this policy benefits me, but, but I don't even want it. What's the point in having yeah. this policy where, where I'm going to be, I don't know, 50K better off in a year where homelessness is everywhere, where I, you know, in central London. Mm. And uh, if I want to get an appointment at the NHS, I have to wait hours regardless, you know? Yeah, it, pay, it plays. I think, in, I think even yeah. for A&E, you have very limited options. If you, even if you are a billionaire or multi yeah, even if you have you know hundreds of millions, if you have an an accident or an emergency, you have very limited options. You know. Yeah, it plays so, into like it plays into the caricature of like, you know, the rich banker that just does want no taxes and no tax cuts and doesn't give a crap about the rest of the country and that kind of thing. Those people yeah. exist, but there's also people that are very rich that do care. I guess you know. Yeah, um, for sure, for sure. And they were definitely saying like, if if I could choose be between having you know, 50k more or less less poverty and less homelessness everywhere you go in, you know, in London, it's everywhere right now. Mm. Um, and better, you know, better, better NHS service, then I would definitely choose the better NHS service and less poverty, you know, because mm, the, the extra 50k that I'm going to get from this policy is going to have very, very little difference to my life. Mm. And I doubt bankers want the media attention that, that you know they haven't been in the in the media that much since like 2008 you know yeah where they're everybody's worst enemy they probably don't want to be <laughs> in the yeah you know, the, in the headlines again i would imagine you know like just want to quietly make millions in the city i don't know um i think like we once uh, one thing i'd say is like we've kind of been skirting or like we've both been saying, like, oh, I don't want to get too political, but like, well, I guess, you know, markets, money, all these things are political. And I think one of the things with the crypto with cash community is you've got people with different political views. 
and we all kind of just like are able to chat about it and and yeah, you know sure. it's, yeah so it's kind of which i think is is the best it's sort. healthy i would say yeah yeah because you want to be exposed to people that like have have really different views to you i think it's like you say it's helping especially from an investing perspective as well yeah um because it helps highlight biases and stuff like that Absolutely, something else, yeah something else is going to ask you and i've forgotten oh yeah how do you think this will affect the crypto markets or you know what do you, do you think yeah how do you think it ties in with the crypto market i mean right now what we're seeing is is the dollar just rising and once it, when the dollar goes up generally speaking everything else goes down because people are selling their assets people are selling their homes people are selling other currencies to jump on to the us dollar so we're seeing every other market fall but right now i think what's happening is um the markets are at a point where they're significantly lower uh than when they were you know in november 2021 and they may go lower but they're not it doesn't seem like it's going to go significantly lower i think if you are if you had sold months ago of course now is a better time to start buying than when it was much higher so if you are um considering going back in i think now's a good time to start laddering in your buy orders mm. and of course again it might go lower but it's again much better to buy now than it was at 40 to 50k yeah, interestingly, I've seen the same discussions going on in stock communities, you know, long term investors, you know, like a lot of yeah. people taking that long head, boggle head view, uh, you know, like just investing over the long term, broadly in the stock market, they're having the same like a lot of people just needing reassuring, basically, yeah, uh, to kind of stay the course. Speaking Absolutely. of which, we are currently working on a little live event uh, that should, well, I don't know, maybe the end of the month or something um where we're going to talk about reasons why people maybe should buy now instead of waiting for the next bull run so that's a little tease there we go was there anything else you wanted to talk about on today's crypto with cash cast no i think we covered uh quite a good variety of topics um we good that we got the discussion about the pound in there as well i mean if you're getting yep. paid in dollars you're laughing right now if you're getting paid in pounds it's not it's not fantastic it's not great we need to have Hopefully a word with them. the crypto with cash overlords i think <laughs> yeah for sure i mean we'll see what happens well you were talking you've posted you can we can all go and live in thailand for half the price of rent we're paying here at the moment so. i mean i was looking at some airbnbs in, in thailand for like five six hundred pounds a month you can get your own apartment with like three swimming pools sauna fitness center um of course all bills included yep um so you can escape the, the winter snap that thing is approaching yeah although you probably still have to pay your mortgage here and your rent and everything but never mind yeah <laughs> for sure um thank you for your time today i've enjoyed uh talking with you cash yeah it's been a great uh, chat as always yeah and anybody listening thank you if you've made it this far and if you've got anything you want us to talk about you can email us or drop us a comment on youtube uh we always appreciate any likes uh subscribes or like pass it on to your friend that kind of thing if you think the discussion has been useful um until next time cash thank you again thank you very much take care and i've got to work out a better way to finish this because we need some kind of like catchphrase an outro an outro yeah maybe just get maybe some you music. just have your phone play some outro music we'll just get the standards music <laughs> <laughs> why not all right, all right take care, care cash. see you later Bye.